T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. That's how you get aboard on this Friday night. One hour from now, Clay Harbor is going to join the show. We'll talk some Eagles, some Bears for Sunday. Um, and he you know, he follows the Bears team pretty closely. I'm interested in what he has to say about Justin Fields and if this Bears team will have any sort of resistance on Sunday. I doubt it. The Bears have won one football game since the, since the month of September. So it's a pretty bad team the Eagles get to go up against on Sunday before the Cowboy game next week. 215-592-9494. We'll get to the injury report, all that good stuff coming up, including a key bear that has been ruled out for Sunday. Explicit history. We'll play you a, a moment, famous moment in Eagles-Bears history. You tell us the name that is bleeped out. And we discussed Jalen Hurts. I mean, the bottom line is all this stuff this week, Parsons, Chris Sims, it, it's all because people aren't willing to say the truth, which is he's an elite player. He's playing at elite level right now. And I don't think he's going to just fall off tomorrow because he's going to fall off tomorrow. Like, I, If he stays healthy, and we hope he does, the Eagles have themselves a heck of a quarterback. And Patrick Mahomes deserves – they put it at the top of the league, and I, I respect what Joe Burrow did last year, and I, and I think he's going to be a great quarterback for a long time, but there's nobody else in the league right now, you know, among the younger guys, young-ish guys. You know, Rodgers has done so much, but he's older and he's hurt this year and they stink, and, and Brady has fallen off this year. But there's nobody else that you, you, have, you could say definitively has outperformed Jalen Hurts, whether it be this year or as accolades that should be well above, that are well above Hurts. It, it, it's not real. Like, is Josh Allen better? I mean, you could think he is. I think Josh Allen's become a little overrated. Is Justin Herbert more talented? Knock yourself out. I mean, he wins some games. Like, that, and like that's what we're talking about here. People crown those guys. No one gets upset. Hurts gets some, gets some attention here, and, and you got people firing back. Like, what are we talking about? System quarterback. It's silly. Let's talk to Ray and Morrison. Hey, Ray. JoJo, happy holidays, my friend. It's always a pleasure. You too, Ray. What's on your mind? What are you thinking? Well, listen, first of all, you have to consider the source. When you have people, John, like Chris Sims, and I, I, wanted, I, I told Tucker, I said, I want you to let me on. I want you to just let me go tonight because I've got a lot of Chris Sims bile because this guy's been talking about our quarterback for the last three seasons. And if you look at the genesis, you know Chris Sims. I'm from Jersey, so I can speak on this a little bit. Don Boscow Pratt. Chris Sims has had a silver spoon in his mouth his whole life. He's still angry and upset about how he got carried off the field down in Tampa Bay when he got his spleen lacerated. Chris Simpson's career lasted all of like two weeks. That's what the guy's upset about. He's upset about the fact that Jalen has come into the league and has made an overnight transformation, like just like that, that larva that goes inside and up in the tree and then a couple of weeks later comes out as a butterfly. That's what Jalen Hurts has metamorphosized into, JoJo. This guy just does not want to give him the credit that he's due because nobody, and you know, you and I were talking about this last year. I said, let the guy play it out, put some talent around and things have worked out. This is not just a, 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 a system quarterback. This is not just the team teams. The team is as good as any team we've ever seen, but this is a quarterback that has put the work in, he's put the time in, and now you're seeing the fruits of his labor. I just want, Chris Sims to understand one thing. Stop hating on this guy. Stop being jealous of the fact that Jalen has done something that he couldn't do with the so-called pedigree that he and his family are supposed to have, and he couldn't last that long in the NFL. This guy's getting it done. Stop hating on Jalen because he is getting it done. He's getting it done. Let me just, t- let's just talk about this. He has not lost you any games. These games that we have had, we've been playing for 12, 13 weeks now. 
we haven't been able to say, well, Jalen had a bad game. How often can you say that as a quarterback? We want to talk about uh, 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 Herbert. We want to talk about Burrow. These guys haven't put the time in yet. They haven't paid their dues in the league. Let them do it for three or four seasons, and then let's talk about how great they are. You know, this guy has come in. He started you know, a couple of years ago at the end of the game, the end of the season, and then he started full-time as a full-time quarterback last year. But his ceiling is just going higher and higher. There is a lot of upside potential with this guy if you keep talent around him. Now, if they start letting all the players go, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Well, that but, cha- that changes any team, of course. But right. yeah, but Ray, I mean, you're right that the ceiling it, it continues to get, get pushed up because you know few thought he could ever be this good, and, and he's still very young in his career. He's got a lot of growing to do. He's already made a lot of growth. Ray, you ready for a little explicit history? Yeah, we can try it. Oh, you got this. I'm a little confidence. Ray, you, Ray's got this one. Tucker, give him a good one. Third down and eight from the 37, and the pass is tipped incomplete, and it was uh, deflected by the linebacker. Fourth down coming up. So Quinn, who's supposed to see over all those defenders at six foot six, couldn't see over on that one. Well, that's just a good athletic play by right there. He, he got up in the air a little bit. He showed us uh, he showed us some ups right there to get that ball knocked down. Fourth down, and Brad Maynard will kick an Iron Man. Some ups there, Ray. Who who is that Eagle defender that made that play? Oh my God! That, I'll give you I'll that, give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Two thousand four. That's the 04 Eagles in Chicago for a game. That's going back. Um, he went on to steal money from the city of Atlanta. Some would say. <laughs> well, could that be our own Ike Reese? Oh, you nailed it, Ray. Yes, <laughs> that hint gave it away, Ray. We appreciate the phone call. How about that? I mean, you. I mean. This is our first um, first appearance by Ike in explicit history. I think so. I think it is. That one is a deep cut. There, I actually that game didn't really resonate to me. We had to, we had to go back. So we we had we had seen the, this moment um, and heard the clip, but I had to go back to remember the game. That was a low scoring game in it was Chicago. Like nineteen to nine, they only scored one offensive touchdown that game. They improved to four and zero. That game kind of gets lost in the shuffle of 04, right? There's you, you, the Steeler game. Remember the loss? Some of the big games they had. The, they blew Dallas out. You know, late in the season, of course, T.O. getting hurt against Dallas. The playoff games, the Super Bowl early. That one's kind of get. I wonder. I wonder which game from this season, if they end up in the Super Bowl, and we look back on the 2022 Eagles, we'll get. We'll like forget about. Probably most of the ones that have happened in the last month. The Texans. I mean, the game? Texans game. I don't think anybody watched. I don't think that game ever actually happened. Oh, because it went up against the World Series. And on a Thursday night in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. That and it was on Amazon Prime. Now we you got it on TV locally, but. That one could be it. I also wonder if the could the Arizona game get lost. That was kind of close, I guess. Dick that the was kicker. the tightest game of the year, wasn't it? They only won that game by by three points. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a game that could be the Colts game could be lost to history. Like you know, we just like ten or fifteen years from now, like oh, you remember they beat the Colts by one and Jalen scored a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That, a lot of the AFC South games. Yeah, certainly. That, How do you think Chuck Bednarik feels about Ike Reese being called an Iron Man? Um, I don't know. I mean, remember I remember he once said Deion Sanders couldn't tackle his wife. Yeah. Well, it's, could Ike Reese have tackled Chuck Bettenerick's wife? I don't, I don't know. I, I, that, I actually would like to see that. I don't, I don't Those know. Those are the questions that keep me up. At <laughs> Do you think he's right about that? About Deion? You think he was right? He said he did too much dancing and not enough hitting. Well, that's true. Uh, and now Deion Sanders doing a lot of coaching and recruiting and it's amazing. His turn, his Deion Sanders turn. I mean, I feel like just yesterday he's doing podcasts and on NFL network and now He's like the most popular college football coach. Remember when he coached Jackson State? Proud alma mater of one Harold Jackson? Well, I mean, this is two hours in, two Harold Jackson uh, <laughs> reference tonight. John's at Doylestown. What's up, John? Um, for me, the big thing that's frustrating to me is that I'm hearing people call Jason Jalen Hurts a kid, mm-hmm. and he's actually a grown man. Sportscasters, fans, people saying he's a kid. Uh, he's representing the city of Philadelphia very well, and we should be proud to have him. And it's just a gesture of respect. I know it's a, a small thing probably, but truthfully, he's a man, and we need to think of him as such because I see him you know, leading our team well into the future, and we're very, very fortunate to have him. Yeah, and Johnny, Thank you, very yeah, much. you got it, John. I appreciate it. Um, well, he is a grown man, right? He's he's, he's I, I think that phrase, the kid phrase, gets used for – I'm the- a man. I'm 40. He's not quite 40. He's 24. I think that that phrase gets used 
for young players. I, I, when someone calls a young player a kid, I don't, I don't necessarily take that as a sign of disrespect. Right? I mean, I, I think we all recognize that Jalen Hurts carries himself as a pro, and he carries himself as a leader. By the way, would he get his team today as offensive lineman? Louis Vuitton bags? Yeah. Do you think they preferred that or the hunting rifles Carson Wentz got? <laughs> I wondered. I, you know, I, I, they probably all have their own kind of personalities. I would maybe some of them are hunters and they like those having those rifles. Um, I got to tell you, I'd prefer the Louis Vuitton bag, and I wouldn't actually use the Louis Vuitton bag. Yeah, I'm not sure what I would do with it. Like, do you put snacks in it? I, but I just personally, I'd be more likely to use the bag than I would be the rifle. That's true. Yeah, I, I'd figure out something to carry in the bags. Tucker's carrying snacks. Speaking of grown men back there, his first thought is, can I put snacks in my bag? What, do you, what kind of snacks you carry in here? Like Dunkaroos? Not like Cheetos or something. Cheetos? Yeah, you don't eat Cheetos anymore? I, I mean, I haven't made the declaration to never eat Cheetos again. I just, I don't really have them very often. I mean, I used to have them They're often. a messy snack. They are a very messy snack. As someone who has small children, I imagine that is tough for your household if they do enter it. Yeah, so we, um, you ever see like the big things in the grocery store, like the cheese balls? Yeah, those big ju- big jugs. Yeah, I mean, it's all Yeah, the imagine same. just dumping that into the Louis Vuitton bag. So, <laughs> that was just, what do you think he paid for those Louis Vuitton bags? I'm sure they're not cheap. What are you carrying around, Lane? I got a full, cheese balls? Whole thing of cheese balls. Let's talk to Rick and Easton. What's up, Rick? Joe, let me tell you something. You are incredible. You should be daytime, not nighttime, because you amplify talk radio when during the day it's like listen radio and people have to be on hold for two hours. My hat's off to you, my friend. Well, Rick, I appreciate you listening, and uh, I appreciate you being on the lines right now. What's what's on your mind Being from Lehigh Valley, Concrete Charlie's wife couldn't be tackled by anybody from the Philadelphia area. (laughs) And you know what? Sims and Parsons, it's just for ratings. Don't worry about that, folks. Let me ask you a question, Joe. What is Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Langdon Dickerson, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Jack Driscoll, Darius Slay, and I'll have to enter this name into the list, Derek Barnett, all have in common? Well, they all played in the best uh, conference in college football, if my memory serves. Thank you very much, which most daytime hosts don't understand. McNabb, Cunningham, Jaws, and even Van Brocklin never had weapons that had two 1,000-yard receivers, which Smith will end up doing. Could have had three if Goddard didn't get hurt. And a running back with 1,000 yards. Here's the bottom line. Only one team wins the Super Bowl. We have to remember, it's all about the roster. It's all about the draft. If they don't win this year... We're set up for a few years. The Celtics get that in basketball. The Red Wings got it in hockey. The St. Louis Cardinals got it in baseball. And the Steelers no doubt got it in football. Understand something, guys. Houston, the Rams drafted, traded their pick out. Denver has to go quarterback. You got Jalen Carter from Georgia, a junior, who's coming out of the draft. You have Will Anderson from Alabama coming out of the draft, a junior. And Darnell Washington, a Georgia tight end who's only 6'7", 280, that runs a 4'6", You've got to go draft with that New Orleans pick. Howie cannot trade this pick for three second-round draft picks. That's the bottom line. The SEC is what our general manager finally understood. Yeah, and once he started to understand it, you know, the franchise changed here, Rick. And, and, you, and if, I'll leave you with this, Joe. Yep. If you had the money that the Saudi Arabia people have to do this NI and all this stuff with the golf, if you have Michigan playing Georgia for the national title, but then you could put a game up against that, Ohio State versus Bama, you tell me what game would have higher ratings? Ooh, that's a good question. Rick, we appreciate the phone call. Um, well, first of all, I mean, just the last point. Uh, what are we, two weeks away? A little more than two weeks away from the uh, college football playoff? I know the bowls have started today. Which there's so many of these bowl games that just, I mean, I, I, I don't care. Did you watch the Bahamas Bowl? I missed that one. Was that good? I also missed it. Okay. I turned it on and it was well, over. like... No one cares. I mean, like, the, the bowls used to matter. They don't matter anymore. Like, the playoff, I know that's where they're going to expand the playoff. 
but like I have no interest in watching TCU in the in the semifinal game. It, it like I understand the regular season has to mean something, but like Al- I would have put Alabama in because I, I just think it would have been a more compelling game. As far as quickly his point on the SEC, we've re- we've already started talking about this. I think it, now that I think we've all accepted, and I think most people are going to be on board. The Eagles are going to pay Jalen Hurts this off season. Like if you had asked me last. If you ask me in September or August, what's the biggest offseason debate that we have on WIP? I would have said, should the Eagles pay Jalen Hurts? Should they give him a contract extension? I would have thought that would have been the number one debate we had here, and it would have been a matter of waiting a year, stacking more information, or paying him, or how much to pay him. That, that would have been the debate. I don't really think that's going to be much of a debate. Like They're going to give him a contract, and – we could all wish as a fan base that it's less money because that gives them more money to spend on other players. But the reality is he's going to get market value. He's going to get a lot of money. I think the biggest debate now moving forward for this offseason is going to be what to do with the number five pick in the draft. And our last caller brought up a couple of great players from the SEC, Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. And if they're there, it's probably very difficult to pass them. But I tell you right now, if they can turn that fifth pick or whatever it's going to be into three extra or separate number one picks – It'd be very hard for me not to trade down. I, I know those guys might be great players, but they could replenish this team for years around Jalen Hurts if they trade the fifth pick in the draft. Yeah, if Carter or Anderson aren't there, and they very well could go before they, they get to five on the draft board, it just it feels like there isn't a position of need that will fit there or a talent that would fill a position of need for the Eagles at five if it wasn't for those two. I mean, there's a cornerback that's going to go top five this year. There isn't a linebacker. There isn't right, safety. Right. It's mostly going to be quarterbacks and offensive tackles, which right now the Eagles have both. Yeah, and I, I do want before we go back to lines, I do want to defend our uh, our fellow shows here. I think they would have known what he was referencing, the SEC players. Now, did you just know it because I put it on the board for you? Listen, no one had to know that. I mean, T- Tucker did put it on the board. But I think I would have guessed it, right? Like, as he went through the names, they're from the SEC. I think our fellow hosts here at WIP would have picked up on what he was – when he was throwing out there, the SEC names. I actually kind of forgot the Derek Barnett one. Did he break the sack record at Tennessee or something? Yeah, he had more sacks than Reggie White in college. And how'd that work out for him in the NFL? Not well. I kind of, you know. Did you forget he was even on the team Totally, this year? totally did. He got hurt in week one? Week one or week two? It was early. The Lions game. I think he got hurt in the Lions game, and then they announced that week he was out for the season. You're right. He played a total of 12 snaps this season. I, You know what? I... Until right now, I, I actually forgot Derek Burnett was, was part of this team. I remember the day they re-signed him. Everyone was all upset because it was like, that really? They're re-signing Derek Barnett? They're bringing... And then they're a 12-1 team and it even basically played this season. Let's talk to who we have here. We have T-Tan and Matt Laura. What's up, T-Tan? Hey, hey Joe. Hi, Tucker. Thanks for taking my call. So first, I would like to accept um, uh, kind of I was wrong last time when I called last year. When you when we are arguing about should we should Eagles made it to playoff and and lose first game and and and, and I was saying no we shouldn't even get to the playoff because it's disappointing you were right that that experience will help this time so I'll accept that I have question of question to you so we are talking about Jalen being MVP candidate and that's fair argument so do you have a number or do we have a number Jalen without uh, A.J. Brown and Jalen with whole team and just without A.J. Brown comparison this season, because that will be very easily, we can say, okay, see, last season we didn't have A.J. Brown, but without even A.J. Brown, he's doing really great. So do you have any numbers around it? Uh, well, the one number that I do remember from last year um, that is that, that obviously has changed a lot. La- last year, T10, when you look at QBR, it's a 1 to 100 scale, you know, 100 being the best and, and 0 or 1 being the worst. Last year when he threw the football to Jalen Rager, right, the, who's the player basically A.J. Brown replaced, right. when he threw it to Rager last year, um, the, the number was about a five, like on a scale of one to one hundred, it was a five as QBR. Like it was, it was horrendous. And yeah, now yeah. he's throwing to AJ Brown. So, th- so that that upgrade, T Tan, is is enormous. I mean, it, it might be the biggest upgrade any team made at any important position this offseason. So I, I do have that. But that itself is not enough for us to say Jalen is a MVP candidate. But he did improve. It's not just team, whatever sure, Micah Parsons was sure. talking about. No, it, it's – look, I think it's it's all mixed together, right? He obviously has improved a lot as a thrower. 
But yeah, I mean, there's no question, T10. It helps him having AJ Brown out there. It makes it makes his job easier. Just like, you know, any just like when Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs right in 2020, it made it made him a better player. Yes, agree, agree, makes sense. Thanks, thanks for taking my call. T10, really you, you got to appreciate it, man. I like T10's calls, and um, he didn't have to apologize. If we have an argument a year ago, is there a statute of limitations on debates? We have to, you don't have to admit you're wrong. No, I don't think so. Okay. Has yeah. Howard Eskin admitted he was wrong about George Foreman yet? Uh, no, I mean, that's, I mean, that debate's been going on for 30 years. <laughs> it's been a while on George Foreman. I did see a number. I, I was trying to pull it back up. I did see a number last week that Hertz's QBR is actually higher when he's not throwing A.J. Brown this year, which I'm not, I forget exactly the context of it. There's no way around it. A.J. Brown's made an enormous difference on this offense, but it's not like he's the only guy making plays. Like, they're still throwing the ball to Devontae or Dallas Goddard. But, yeah, I mean, I really do think in the NFL there probably hasn't been a bigger positional upgrade than going from Rager to A.J. Brown. Any team. I mean, it's it's like how do you – I don't think you get any – like the, the gap between those two is ridiculous. And isn't it great that both him and Devontae Smith will be here for years to come? Even Quez Watkins is under contract for at least one more season after this. And Dallas Goddard, of course. And he signed a big deal. It's just – it feels like the times where the Eagles have had stability at the wide receiver room has been few and far between, and when it is, it's been fleeting. Well, and it's very rare they've had quarterback and receiver stability, right? Like, they had that run when they drafted Macklin and Deshaun, and they had those two for a good number of years together. But the quarterback was – I mean, think about the quarterbacks those two played with, right? It went from McNabb to Cobb to Vic to Foles. And their best years came without each other, right? Because Macklin yeah. tore his ACL in 2013 and Jackson was cut before 2014. Right. Yeah. So they didn't really get a chance to, to, to kind of gel with one quarterback for a long time. That should happen here with Hurts and these guys. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard here. Explicit history. Eagles, Bears. We have the greatest moments in Eagles, Bears history, including how about, how about our caller nailing the Ike Reese cut? I didn't expect that one. The Ike Reese one was was hit perfectly. We'll give you a moment in Eagles, Bears history. You tell us the name that is bleeped at. Are you ready to say Jalen Hurts is an elite quarterback? I am. He's playing at that level. I don't believe he's going to fall off. The only guys in the league right now that I say are cut above are Mahomes and Burrow. Everybody else is either below him this year or I think a little bit overrated in terms of Allen, in terms of Herbert. Great talents. I, I like those guys. But, I mean, they're not outperforming Jalen Hurts. That's for sure. 215-592-9494. Come back. Your phone calls. And I, I thought 20 years ago when Andy Reid got here, the Eagles were ahead of the curve with the way the league was going. They may have been ahead of the curve again over the last year or two. I'll explain why coming up. 215-592-9494. Are you ready to call Jalen Hurts elite? We'll talk about it on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Gillio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. What to watch for here is sponsored by Xfinity. Xfinity, the faster net in Philadelphia, and a sponsor of our Xfinity Lounge. Coming up about a half hour from now, we'll find out. Well, we're watching for this game on Sunday. We're watching for this matchup against the 
Chicago Bears. Clay Harbor is going to join the show. Former Eagle uh, now does a lot of media stuff. Chicago, um, we had him on before. Clay's a good guy, and, and he, he's really good with the with all stuff NFL. But he specifically knows this Eagles team. He knows this Bears team. I think he's a great guest tonight. So Clay Harbor joins the show in a little bit. We'll pick his brain on this matchup for Sunday. I'm interested to see how many points the Eagles score in this game, and and if it's at all close because most games this year in the NFL are close. There was an interesting story I read last time. We'll get back to the phones here, but I. Um, the 538 had a story about why NFL games are closer this year on average than ever before. Like it's, it's a year of close games, all these games coming out of the end. And I was reading through this and they were talking about how things have changed in the NFL the last couple years compared to where they used to be. And it made me think, you know, when Andy Reed was hired, you know what the Eagles were? They were ahead of the curve. They were ahead of the curve in terms of throwing the football, right? Andy number two pick in 1999, you know, everyone says, well, they got to draft, you know, running back with Ricky Williams. Well, the Eagles kind of saw the, the way the league was going, passing league. The running game was going to be phased, at least, you know, star running backs phased out. It was going to become a passing league. And Andy Reid for years, you know, was kind of ahead of the curve. So this article I was reading last night about the NFL and why these games are close. You know what it highlighted? It highlighted we are seeing more than ever before teams run the football, quarterbacks that could run the football, teams – playing defense into not give up the big play. Okay, let's just think about that for a second. In the last couple of years, scoring is down because the game has changed. And what are the two biggest changes? More teams running and quarterbacks running the football for efficient yardage. And defense is playing not to give up the big play and allowing short passes underneath. What have the Eagles done the last two years? Like, what has become their identity the last two years? Well, they have an athletic running quarterback that raises the floor of the offense with his running ability and, of course, the throwing. And how do they play defense over to Jonathan Gannon? Just like that. Like, did the Eagles stumble into, or maybe they were smart enough to be ahead of the curve again? It's, it's, it's like, I feel like this was the same thing when Andy Reid got here. Like, the way they were planning to play football became eventually the norm. They were kind of ahead of it. And you look at the NFL now, how are teams playing defense? Like, Jonathan Gannon plays defense. How are teams playing offense? Well, they're running more than they used to. Eagles, one of the best running teams in the NFL and more teams are using mobile quarterbacks to kind of initiate the running game, just like the Eagles. It was kind of like, I was reading this, I'm like, wait, this is what everybody's doing. But the Eagles were kind of ahead of the curve once again with this. 215-592-9494. We'll get to a trust the pregame, too, in just a minute or two. Victor is it only. Hey, Victor. Always great to hear your voice, brother. Always, always, always. Um, you know, what's funny is that, um, you know, you, you – you you got to pick your poison, you know. Do do you do you bring an extra man to stop the run? Where you got good receivers? And speaking of receivers, we 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 know we upgraded from twenty twenty one, right? Whiteside and Rager Ward, we we upgraded. Um, and and the thing that I think that um, I, I remember uh, the, the last season ending is when Todd Bowles says, you know, he can't read defenses. Yep. Um, but well, part of the issue is like you know, well, you know who you who you throwing to, right? And um, and what I like is he's progressed. He's progressed to the point where I agree with you, Joe. I think he's he's up the upper echelon quarterback. And, and one of the things that you know with this Chris Sims opinion, which t- to me doesn't matter most than this Hall of Famer on who still currently play with us, who basically said me and him I think are cut from the same cloth, and that was that was Kelsey. And Kelsey said that this guy doesn't look like he he doesn't let that outside stuff bother him. And so what I'm thanking the pundits for is that you know they're they're kind of fueling this transition into elite quarterback because I think when when you know when you listen to for example AJ Brown say this dude is in the building when we get there and in the building when we leave. So. I mean, you know, and I get it. You know, uh, I I don't know. Uh, is Jalen the most talented quarterback? Is it? But I know this man is working very hard with the gifts God gave him to be an elite quarterback. And so far, so good. And we just hope it keeps going. But this Chris Sims thing and all these, whatever, man. And here's the thing, and you said this earlier, and I, I want to say this. I don't mind people having opinions, but we have to at some point look at facts. And we have to be able to know when we're wrong. Joe, one of the things I love about you is you're always fair. And you're willing to go, you know what? I was wrong. I don't mind these guys having pain. And, Joe, I know you don't blast these dudes. I know the kind of dudes you have. I've been listening to you for a long time. But, Joe, this, at some point, it gets like a little crazy. Like, dude, just 
Just say I was wrong. Yeah, it's not that hard. Right. It's, it's not that we're all right. Listen, right. right. Especially, like, I get it. He he gives opinions right. on the NFL every day. So he's going to say a lot of things that some go wrong. That's fine. But, like, yeah. you know, when you've been wrong on the guy for three years and then you're moving, you're moving the goalposts and saying, well, he's not really in this category. Like, wait a second. He's playing yeah. like he is. It, it's, yeah. it drives you crazy. Victor, ready to play, uh, you want to play a little um, Go ahead. I'll history? take a shot, uh, bro. I don't know how good I am. But uh, you got this, Victor. Let's give Victor a, a moment in Bears-Eagles history. Pierre, the 43 yardas. El snap. Le mete el pie. Distancia, dirección. Le dio el poste. No, falló. Oh. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. Los hijos se van con la victoria. Ay, papá. No, señor. No, señor. Chicago, Chicago. Nos vamos para New Orleans. Victor, who missed that kick? Who missed that kick? Well, I know that's got to be Ricky Ricardo. Well, of course it's Ricky Ricardo. That's the one and only. Oh, my God. Who missed the kick? Who missed the kick? Oh, Jesus. And it was the Chicago game. It was the double doink. And it was in Chicago. Yep. Lord Jesus. Uh, you know what, dude? I'm just going to fess up. I, I don't know. Oh, Victor, <laughs> so, man. But I, I, knew, I knew it was Ricardo. Of though, doing the, doing the... Yeah, I mean, you nailed Ricky Ricardo. We, we appreciate it, Victor. That is one of the best calls. I, honestly, I don't know how Ricky got up. Like, I, I mean, I would be on the ground like out of it if I, if I ever screamed like that. Now, what's your favorite part of the call? Is it the six straight no senors? Is it when he starts singing Chicago, Chicago? It actually might or be. Or when he screams, ah, papa. That's it. It's ah, papa. I mean, if it wasn't for ah, papa, I think it would be Chicago. Just breaking into show tunes, uh, you know, in the middle of the call with the Chicago song. But the, the papa. Papa! <laughs> just everything about that moment just is hilarious. So you have a couple things going on. The, the Ricky Ricardo call will live forever. If you're watching the highlight, of course, the bear mascot just collapses, just like faints when when the kick, you know, doesn't go in. And then the the Matt Nagy face. I mean, that that became a meme. Matt Nagy's face looks like he saw a ghost, like he's just like his mouth is wide open. Like that team won 13 games. I believe the Eagles were six and a half point underdogs in that game. That wasn't supposed to be the best defense in the league. Yeah, and then they were playing, a, you know, in that, again, a backup quarterback. It was Nick Foles. Now, the year before he won the Super Bowl, so he wasn't just some backup. But, like, the Bears were not supposed to lose that game, and they lost in that fashion. It's incredible. I was watching that game at the Fillmore. It was a crowd of, had to be like a few hundred you know, fans watching the game. And, you know, the swing of emotion that, that day, because it was a tight, low-scoring game. Eagles couldn't move the ball. The Doug kept running it for some reason. They just kept banging banging themselves into the line of scrimmage. Like they were get they must have ran for two yards per carry that game. They couldn't run at all. And they score at the end. And then but then Mitch Trubisky actually let it drive. They moved the ball. Like they got in a field goal range. It's only a 39 yarder. Right. That, that was a very makeable kick. And then double doinks and everyone's like, and everyone just loses it. And then like immediately you start thinking like holy holy mo are they gonna do it again? Are they gonna go on another Super Bowl run with Nick Foles? How did Ricky get himself up off the mat after that one? What an incredible call. Um, yes, I mean, you're, he, Victor was right. Ricky Ricardo was on the call, but the name bleeped out was not Ricardo. It's also the only English part of that entire call. Well, that's true. Two one five five And a former Eagles kicker, if you uh, want another a hint, hint. A hint. I mean, you gave, the hint you gave away led everyone to Ike for the other call. Well, I felt bad if Ike wouldn't be recognized on his own radio station. Yeah. So and I agree that that isn't necessarily – a big highlight. In, him him getting a, a pass breakup on, who was it, Quinn Johnson or whoever his name was? Jonathan Quinn, maybe? Jonathan Quinn, same thing. Yeah, I mean, it is a rather innocuous highlight. I mean, look. They just happened to say I agree his name like eight times. Yeah, that's why we use it. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. All right, before we um, go any further, we do have a Sixers game tonight. A couple thoughts on uh, Sixers Warriors tonight. It's a shame. Um, you know, Howard mentioned it last night. For anyone that, you know, in around here that wanted to go watch this particular game because you get to see the Warriors. I don't think there's many teams. I, I really don't think there's almost any team. Um, and there's a few players. Like, I would look at the schedule, and I would say I want to 
spend my money on that game. Uh, I would like to see Giannis play live. Uh, you know, I still think there's cachet of saying you watch LeBron James play live in the NBA. I like a bunch of young players. I don't know if any of them have reached that level. Like, do you think people in this area circled the Luka game and said, I have to go watch Luka play? I don't think so. Not yet. Um, John Morant might get there one day. But there's one guy, one team in the NBA right now that I do think draws a road crowd. That's the Warriors. Well, tonight, uh, and it's good for the Sixers. It's not great if you wanted to go watch this game in particular because of the other team playing the Sixers. There's almost no Warriors playing, like the real Warriors. Steph Curry hurt his shoulder. He's out. Going to be out for a while. No Draymond Green tonight. No Iggy tonight, which is a shame. I love Andre Iguodala. And then who's the other one? There's another there's a third. There's three or four starting Warriors out. Oh, Wiggins. Wiggins is out. They're all out, except Clay Thompson is going to play. That's exciting. I like Clay Thompson. Well, I do too, but I like him in the context. It's like, you know, you don't just go see one Beatle. No, I'd be like if you went to see the Rolling Stones and only Ron Woods showed up. Right. Like, yeah, you appreciate Ron Woods, but you, you want all of the Rolling Stones there. So, anyway, Sixers big favors tonight. No Tobias, though. Um, he is out tonight. Sixers starting lineup. They're going to roll this one out there. And I did quite a defensive lineup. Harden, Melton, Thibel, Tucker, and Bede. Sixers starting lineup tonight. Uh, let's go to Johannes in Reading. Hey, Johannes. Hey, guys. How you Thanks doing? Me on. You got it, buddy. I'm What's good, on your mind? Good. Well, uh, first of all, I just wanted to say that I wanted to echo what a caller earlier had said. I think you're very, very good with um, your callers. You're very fair. You give us a chance to speak, and your producer is also very educated. So I appreciate what you guys always put out. Well, we appreciate you listening, buddy. We, that, that's kind words. Thank you. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. Um, and as far as talking about Jalen, one of the things I wanted to say, I was talking to some people at work today about it, is that it's just so refreshing to see him work and work hard at his craft. And I, some people might say overachieve would be um, not necessarily the compliment. I think it is in some ways in that, I think he's taken his talent to another level by working and working and working. And it's just such a great role model to have for our young men in, in our society. So I really, really enjoy watching this guy. And, um, and the way he leads by example, I enjoy the way he handles himself on the sideline. He, um, he never calls out a receiver or a, a back or anyone that makes a, a mistake on a play. He's too, too mature to do that and too in tune to his team to do that. And I think that's why he's such a, uh, such a leader that his, his teammates would run through a brick wall for him. Well, and you and you could feel that too with the way they talk about him. And 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 I'm you know, honestly, I I know they're trying to downplay the, what Parsons said this week, and they're trying to focus on the Bears. But you and I both know if, if they go down to Dallas next week and they win after the game, one of his teammates is going to say something like how it bothered them, how they 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 felt it. Like it's going to stick with those guys, especially the offensive linemen. I feel like they're the ones oh. that are going to take it upon themselves to kind of have his back in that game. Absolutely, and Jordan's already Jordan's already spoke up about it, and. Um... I, but more than that, the thing that, that I find interesting is that I freely believe that Jalen doesn't even know that that comment has even occurred. He's so focused and so in his own world that that doesn't bother him one bit. And that's, that's what I love about him. And even if he does hear it and the rest of the team hears it, bring it on. I love it. Call us out. Call us underdogs. I love it. It just motivates want to take it to Dallas and the rest of the league for the rest of the year. The I, I agree. And, and you know what? And I, I think it re, rekindles the rivalry a little bit between fans the next week or so. It's going to be a lot of fun. You want to play explicit history with us? Oh, I'd love to. All right, let's, let's do it. Let's give him a good one here, Tucker. As for he said that they will approach the second half exactly the same way as they did the first. He told me, Al, we're from Philadelphia. We fight. <laughs> yeah. He uh, originally, of course, from New Hampshire. Then to Eugene, with tremendous success there, and was known for innovative and incredible offensive bursts. Johannes, that was from 2013. Who, who is the person that they're talking about there in that clip? I wish I could tell you. I don't know. I do know. I do know the answer to the previous one, but I don't know this one. So it, it's interesting, Johannes. We appreciate the call, and I always uh, appreciate when you call in. So that was not a player, is the hint we'll give you for that one. 
No, and Al Michaels gave his whole his whole backstory. You give a little bio, listening. a little bio there for this guy. Not a guy I think that you know long term is beloved in Philadelphia, but at that moment was that like the peak of that, and the next week felt like the peak of this guy's time here. I would say from that point to the next year through Thanksgiving of the following year, when Mark Sanchez beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, could do no wrong. This guy. And then they fell apart at the end of that season and never were the same. Never. Never the same again. Um, so our last caller mentioned something interesting about Jalen Hurts, and he said, in effect, kind of an overachiever. And I, I don't think that is a knock uh, on Jalen Hurts. I don't think it's a – you know, I, I don't think it's something – it's a slight. And you know what's interesting? I think as fans, we think of the best quarterbacks ever as – I don't know, what do you want to call blue chippers, right? Like Peyton Manning, the number one overall pick. But it's, I feel like if you go through the, a list of the top 20 quarterbacks ever, it, aren't there a lot of guys that weren't supposed to be franchise quarterbacks? And again, we're not, I'm not trying to put the card ahead of the horse. Jalen Hurts is a long way to go to be a, a great all-time great quarterback. But, but just go through the best quarterbacks in the NFL over the years. And there are a lot of quarterbacks that overachieved. I think there is a, an interesting correlation between the guys that have the chip on their shoulder and are, were not supposed to be or were doubted as a franchise guy or doubted as a starter, and then they just keep stacking year after year and they keep that chip on their shoulder. I mean, let's, let's go to the best, right? Tom Brady, six-round pick. Joe Montana, not a first-round pick. Kurt Warner. Undrafted, like you, you, there's a lot of these guys. Brett Favre, not a first round pick, and then traded away from Atlanta. You know, and there are some first round picks in here. Aaron Rodgers fell. It's weird. You would think if you lined up the best twenty quarterbacks ever, I think there are more stories like Jalen Hurts. And again, I'm not telling you he's going to be a top twenty quarterback ever, but I think there are more stories like Jalen Hurts than there are Peyton Manning's. Peyton Manning is more the exception to the rule. It's like. Number one high school quarterback, number one college quarterback, obvious number one pick, and then he becomes the guy. Like Brett Favre, doubted, traded. Peyton, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Kurt Warner, undrafted. Pay, uh, Tom Brady, sixth round. Joe Montana. Drew Brees, too short, second round pick. Russell Wilson, again, when he was still good, third round pick. It not it weird how a lot of the great quarterbacks were not supposed to be the great quarterbacks? It is funny, and when you kind of go back to Peyton Manning still being the the figurehead for the guy who was the number one pick and led a franchise to a Super Bowl and a decade plus of success, it's pretty much him and no one since, right? Yep. The the best quarterbacks even go like Brady was a six round pick, Aaron Rodgers fell to what was it twenty in his draft, and Alex Smith went number one. Breeze, a lot of the guys, Breeze a second round pick, too short. Yeah, most of these quarterbacks are guys who were doubted come draft time. I think there's something to that. I, I think there's something to. I mean, how about Steve Young, who had to fight his way through the USFL to come to the, you know, to uh, finally as an older quarterback get a, get a job as a starter. There's something to this where those players, I don't know if they just their work ethic is shaped by it. They feel like they have to work ten times as hard as everybody else just to get their chance, and they never stop working. I, I, I can't explain it, but you would think more of the best quarterbacks ever would be. The top pick in the draft, or near the top of the draft, and and there's plenty of those guys, right? Like I'm not saying that Peyton Manning is the only first round pick that worked out. There's plenty of good quarterbacks that were first round picks. Joe Burrow's a number one overall pick. He he's probably going to be a guy like this, you know, right? Like uh, Pat Mahomes, tenth pick. But there's also a lot of guys you're like, wait a second, where's that guy drafted? So I think there's more hurts kind of stories than we think there are across the NFL. Let's go to Alex, who's at Center City. What's, What's up, up, Alex? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Good, Alex. What are you thinking? Uh, I just wanted to answer that. Uh, there was two questions ago about the kick. Mm-hmm. Cody Parkey, man. You got it. You're right. It was Cody Parkey. How do we not know that? That's, that's, a, that's a big game. That's a big Eagles moment. I mean, with that call, Alex, how could you forget that one? Right? Jeez, man. Now, hit me with one, man. Hit me with one. All right, let's give Alex a good one here. Jim Miller is holding on to his right arm and shoulder as he comes off the field. When there's an interception, the defensive players always look up the quarterback first. Look like driving Jim Miller into the ground, and that appears to be his throwing shoulder. Well, the thing about it is, Dick, is there's nothing illegal about what he did. He just... He blocked Jim Miller and took him to the ground. 
Who made that play, Alex? Oof. What year are we talking? We're talking about 2001. Jeremiah Trotter. That's a Alex. That is an outstanding guess. Like you're you're in the ballpark with those teams. Alex, appreciate the phone call. So that game, that moment, and that play, that felt like the first true playoff run under Andy Reid. So the year before, the Eagles win their playoff game, I believe, on New Year's Eve. I believe it was a new. If, I, if my memory serves, it was New Year's Eve at the Vet. Eagles beat the Bucks. Might have been a Saturday, Saturday New Year's Eve. Yeah, and I believe, yeah, yeah, that was the win. They beat the Bucks. Um, Nate Brown scored the first touchdown. That's right from Donovan. They went to New York the next week, lost to the Giants. So that that was kind of a one win and over. The the now the play we we played for you and the explicit history we're referencing, that felt like the first run under Andy Reid. They won multiple playoff games, and they got themselves to the title game. And that play, uh, I just, I always think of that game, that play is like when the Eagles arrived, like like as, as a real legitimate Super Bowl contender, and that lasted for about four years. And that play pretty much ended Jim Miller's career. Yeah. He was 11-2 and as a starting quarterback and went 2-6. and six. The following season was out of his league. It's kind of interesting. The Eagles over the years have run into a lot of those kind of quarterbacks. Like, I don't know. Like this added no. Jim Miller wasn't a very good quarterback, but he had that year. He was eleven. He went fifteen and twelve in his career. He was eleven and two that season. It's kind of isn't it similar to Case Keenum in twenty seventeen, Jake Delhomme in two thousand three. Now they lost to Delhomme, but it could be Brock Purdy this year. It's weird. There, it is. It is fascinating, and maybe it's because the most of the great quarterbacks in the last twenty plus years. I've all been in the AFC. Like you're going to run into hot guys like that who who just get on a hot streak, yeah. unless you run into Aaron Rodgers over the last decade, which they did in 2010. But yeah, for the most part, you end up with guys like that who just have a hot hand. Yeah, that that could be it. I mean, there there, there absolutely could be. Also, bonus points if you can name who got the interception. For me or for the callers? Well, for anybody, but yeah. for you, if you can do it, I need uh, to check to make sure I have it right. I mean, because you, how many bonus points? Because my guess would be Dawkins, but it feels like that's not good bonus points. No, it's not him. Secondary player, or is it popped up in the air to a, like a, a a player near the line of scrimmage? It is a secondary player. Okay. All right, I'll think on that. Two one five. He went on to become a bear the following season. He became a bear. Hmm. They lose to the Bears. Let's grab Tom in Middletown up on WIP. Hey, Tom. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Tom? What are you thinking? Listen, I, I want to get in on a conversation with Jalen Hurts. Um, now, I, I hear all the controversy and like, you know, like, like not controversy, but like just like um, there's quarterbacks better than him. You know, you, you hear the Mahomes, the Allen, the Burrows, and and, and I can't even think of the kids leave from San Diego. He's uh, he hasn't even done anything yet, but he's supposedly so great. Okay, but um, this guy, Jalen Hurts, he's doing everything, everything right. He's saying everything right. He's, you know, leading the team the right way. He's reading everything the right way. So I I don't understand what the controversy is of, you know, this year's MVP. Now, listen, I can understand does can he sustain it for like three, four years, five years, like the other guys might, might have done? But I mean, come on, man, give the guy his due. I mean, he is playing MVP caliber, and just give it to him. Well, and that's it. I mean, Tom, that that is the issue that that people don't want to do it. They they don't want to give him the credit he deserves, and it, it's just it's bizarre. Like I don't understand why. It's almost like people can't acknowledge they may have been wrong on the guy and say the truth. But but I'm saying why are why are they wrong? I mean, the guy has done everything right. He is not ever getting in trouble in the media. Never getting he he says the right things all the time. He's focused. And he just wants to win, and they're twelve and one. Nobody else is twelve and one. Well, and no one's close. They're two games better than anyone in the NFL. I mean, no one, no one's close to as as good as they are. Right. So, I, so I, I just don't understand the the the, the, the bashing of him, like in the. It's not our media that's doing it, but it's it's the 
national media is doing it. And it's it's kind of crazy because this kid is just doing everything possible to be an MVP. And he's he's being an MVP right now. Well, he has, and he's played that way. Tom, you ready for a little explicit history here, Eagles-Bears? Yeah, let's go. Oh, let's do it. Let's give Tom one. Sproul to the right of Fole. Three receivers to the far side of the field. Fole takes the snap. He rolls. He looks. He fires. And it is complete. It is complete. Touchdown. And the Eagles regain the lead. That is a lot of confidence in what you do right there. Tom, who made that touchdown catch? I think it's going to be Selleck. It's a pretty good guess, Tom, but no, it was a different It was a different position, not a tight end. That was a wide receiver, 215-592-9494. That is how you hop aboard on this Friday night. we got a lot to do in our 8 o'clock hour. NFL picks later on the hour, guess the takes. Same game parlay. We'll give our favorite props, create a same game parlay with our friends at FanDuel for the Eagles and the Bears. If you were listening last Friday and you jumped in on our six-leg same game parlay, and you put it in, we, we talked about a $10 same-game parlay, you would have won over $1,000. We had a bunch of listeners message us last week and said they, they played it with us, which is incredible. We will try to do it again. Real talk, it's going to be hard to hit one, but we're going to try. We'll do it again. Same-game parlay on the Bears-Eagles game coming up. Also, we will talk to nine-year NFL veteran, former Eagle. Clay Harbor is going to join us. He is out in Chicago, talks a lot about the Bears Knows a lot about this Bears team. We'll talk about this matchup, Justin Fields, and what he thinks about Jalen Hurts right now. Clay Harbor joins us next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.